0: One of my fondest memories of being in the military was actually the space in between schools, in between deployments, where every single Sunday, uh, our group, our core group of friends, and, and our teams and our platoons, we had a—it was almost a non-negotiable—where everybody linked up, everybody met up, a little breakfast spot every Sunday morning, Carlsbad, California, just north of San Diego. We would meet up at this place called Beach Break. And it was there that we would go to town, catching up, BSing about the weekend, catching up with, uh, you know, if somebody was gone at a school, we would hear about what they did, all the, the wild antics they got into. And it was just a, a time for BSing, a time for catching up. And it was it was truly almost a, a non-negotiable. Like you, everybody showed up. And at the time, I believe Beach Breaks moved since then. But at the time, it was this little tiny restaurant, not many tables. Uh, they actually propped some up. Uh, right outside in the right outside in the front in the walkway, and they would actually set up a coffee stand because it was a wait to get into this place. If you didn't show up early, you were definitely waiting to get in. But they set up a little coffee stand uh, where you could just pour yourself some some coffee, and you know, they had coffee, cream, sugar, whatever you wanted. While you waited, you could pour yourself a cup of coffee. And so we actually loved it. We grew to look forward to that time of just sitting there, standing around, because it meant more time to stand around and BS. And I absolutely loved it. It's, it's one of my fondest memories. One of the things I missed the most about it, uh, cause it was just our crew and we got to link up after that, after our breakfast. One the thing that one of my best friends, Cody, we would always go do is we would, we would leave with huge stuff ourselves, this huge breakfast. We would leave the beach break. We would head to Starbucks and for whatever reason, we thought it was cool back then. We would head to Starbucks, uh, grab a coffee and grab some espresso. And we would chug that. Then we would head out to the beach and we would get a long run in. And a long run, I'm talking 10 to 14 miles. So much so we usually didn't even plan the distance. That's how little we cared about how far we were going to run. And I say that not as, um, it was probably some, uh, some stuff to take away inside of uh, just our, our lack of thinking or planning inside of that. But we just, we could do it. So we would just go out and run whatever we felt like doing. After the run was over, we would head back. We would drive back. Before we went back on base, we would hit up Cold Stone, drive back on base, eat our ice cream, and then we would go crush it at the gym. And it was just a pretty common, pretty much every single Sunday, you could count on that's what we were probably doing. And one of the common conversations that me and Cody had was how we were essentially pro athletes. Now, without the pay, obviously anybody that's survived off of E2 pay knows that you are not uh, <laughs> surviving off of the pay of a pro athlete. Uh, but as as it relates to working out, staying in shape, we we really felt like we were pro athletes. At least a, if we were ever gonna be a pro athlete, uh, we were working out that level. We were hitting it hard. We were gonna, that's all we did was stayed in shape, and that's that's what we did. We worked out all the time. And I'd be willing to bet that you yourself listening right now can relate to that. Like thinking back to those days when you were in, whether it was recently or some time ago, like myself, and you can relate to the, the physical shape that you were in. And I would bet that was peak fitness for you. That if at any point in time you were ever to consider yourself a pro athlete, it was during your military time, crushing it, in all aspects of your life physically. And then we got out and we got lazy. We stopped working out for whatever reason. And now here we are. Now, just recently I was reading up actually on pro athletes and even collegiate, collegiate level athletes. Um, It doesn't even have to be pro. And It's interesting because one of the common things that we share with them is after pro athletes stop playing their sport and after collegiate, even if they don't even go pro, they just played in college. uh, After they stop playing their sport, it's really common for them to suffer from both depression and high anxiety, which I, I just found it really fascinating because this is, you know, ask any veteran and a lot of them will say depression, anxiety. Those are two things that are common threads that a lot of people deal with. And the similarities are, are striking, you know, at, at its core, there's a ton of things that, that tie this together, um, for and, uh, relating it to the pro athlete or the collegiate level athlete. Um, some of them, the identity, they lose that identity, uh, of, of being known as the person that plays that sport their entire lives. And at that high level, they're recognized as that. So they lose that identity. And uh, how similar is that to us? You know, we're in the military and that's what we, I know if you're anything like me, that's what you became known as. Like you were that person. And that's an identity thing that we have to let go of. Uh, A lot of people that play sports, they stop playing, whether they chose to or didn't choose to, they end up missing it a lot. They didn't realize how much they were going to miss it. And I can definitely relate to that. I think a lot of people, even, you know, it's been almost uh, 20 years now since, since I went to, yeah, we're, we're coming on 20 years for the initial invasion into Iraq. And I can still look back and think about things like beach break and, and how much I miss that. Um, not all of it, but there's definitely some things that I miss. And then the camaraderie, you know, sports athletes, the camaraderie they have is, is huge. And that relates so much so to us. I mean, I would go back, I would do literally anything. Uh, for my military brothers and sisters, especially the ones that I served with. And, and it's such a common thing that that we share with these pro-athletes, collegiate-level athletes that are suffering from depression and anxiety. And there's one other thing that I found fascinating that I wanted to share with you today is this beautiful chemical called endorphins. Now, whenever you're working out, whenever you crush, just absolutely crush it, Physically, just drain your body. Your body rewards you with this feel-good chemical called endorphins, and it is a survival mechanism. It's it's in place uh, for a reason. You know, if you think about a th- couple thousand years ago when we were out running around, we had to chase down our prey, kept, make sure we you know fed everybody back in the village. Your body wanted to make sure that you could sustain that long run, that you could push through any pain that you had physically, and so what it started to do was to give you little bursts of energy, aka endorphins. This thing that we've grown today to call runner's high. Your body wanted to make sure that you didn't stop. You didn't stop chasing down the parade and make sure you, you brought the bacon back home. And, uh, and that's what it is. Now Fast forward to today, and I really don't need an endorphins bump to open up my phone and door dash some food directly to my couch. However, the reward system still lives on reward system is still there it's still in place and it's something that we can tap into and you know if if you're like me in the sense that you feel you crushed it physically in the military uh, then that means you're probably similar to that collegiate or pro level athlete that also crushed it and uh gets out and then gets depressed and has some anxiety after they stop working out which to me I see as an opportunity. That's a huge opportunity. And that's going to be our commitment. This is what we're going to circle around. And I want to be clear. I, I don't think this is a cure. This is not going to cure all depression, all anxiety. However, it's definitely an opportunity. It's something that, that is without a doubt. Um, unless you're one of those rare folks that's in the best shape of your life currently, uh, better than when you were in the military. This is, there's a correlation that, that we can't gloss over. We can't ignore. And so this is going to be our commitment is to design some form of a plan, some form of um, action item that we can do every single day in order to stay in shape and get back in shape. Again, we don't have to do it tomorrow. These are small goals. We don't have to get back and, you know, drop 50 pounds tomorrow, uh, but we're definitely going to take action and be working out tomorrow. Uh, If you put on, you got out of the military, you put on 10, 20, 50 pounds. Again, the goal is not to, lose all of that tomorrow. However, we can get started. We can get started. And the goal is to start where you are. The goal is to move forward. So depending on where you're at, uh, we're going to start with a walk, start with a jog, start with maybe going on a swim, um, whatever it is. I, The goal is action for me. The thing that gets me motivated is having a target at the end. So uh, friends, I love to pick a race and have a race. Usually if I have something I know I have to get trained up for, it motivates me to stick with whatever uh, workout that I'm doing. And, you know, there's really two other groups that I want to want to acknowledge. There's people that just got out. Uh, I was talking to somebody that just got out six months ago. Just dude was shredded, ripped, obviously still crushing it. Um, and if that's you you might be thinking that this doesn't really apply and I would just encourage you to consider don't let don't stop doing what you're doing because uh, the vast majority of us get out and we say that'll never happen uh, that'll never happen to me and I promise you life happens and stay on top of it if that's your plan good on you keep doing it and then there's another group there's another group that due to your service uh, you you may have some injuries you may have some setbacks. That um whatever whatever it is, and this this might seem like a much bigger hurdle. And it it might actually literally be a, a bigger hurdle. And I wanna mention to you this this buddy of mine, he's an absolute motivator. He actually I don't I don't know the extent, um so if you're listening to this and I mess up your the the extent of your injury, I apologize. Um and he had a Humvee flip over on top of him, crushed his leg. He had a hip replacement. And if he goes out on a jog today, it actually pops out of place. And it's from what I understand, excruciating pain. And because of that, he's obviously not out running uh, for, for obvious reasons. It's, it would hurt uh, and not in a good time of pain. And why I mentioned that though, is he's an absolute beast and that he's relentless in his pursuit of what he can do. In fact, I, I remember he wasn't supposed to be able to, to walk, uh, again, if I'm messing it up and you're listening, I do apologize. He wasn't supposed to walk, definitely not running. And now he's up moving around because he's constantly motivating so much. So he actually grabbed me a couple weeks ago and he told me that he had found this, this workout that he could do where he throws his legs into uh, a floaty that keeps him afloated above the water. And then he can throw on these uh, hand paddles and do swimming strokes with just his upper body. And it keeps his hips from popping out of place while he's swimming. He gets to crush himself. And it's uh, just a testament to him and his persistence of this. So if that's you, um, th- there's going to be some work involved. And I don't want to minimize the fact that uh, there's going to be some, some exploration of what can be done. And don't stop. Keep reaching out. Keep seeing who's there and uh, who's, who's done something similar, who's been in a similar spot. Because there's usually going to be something that can be done again. Uh, not minimizing it, not for everybody, but the vast majority of us. Um, if you're struggling with something, there's something that can be done. And then, if you're able to walk, able to run, able to work out, and you just don't, now's the time to get off your butt. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta make it happen. And so now's the time to make a plan. We're gonna make a plan. We're gonna get a a, a, a game plan going. And I don't want to do too much planning, as as we talked about. In episode one in the arena, I'd mentioned my procrastination. That's a big reason why I pointed that out and talked about it was not to share the story about my journey to get to this point, but to share the the journey of my procrastination to this point. Do not let your game plan of what you're going to do start a string of procrastination about how it's going to be a tomorrow thing and then a next week thing, and then you don't do it. Uh, In fact, I'd encourage you get out right now. Go do the thing. If you're going to go for a walk, go for a walk. If you're going to go for a run, go for a run. We're not dropping 50 pounds today. We're not running a winning a race tomorrow. Uh, but you can get some some workout. And then while you're on this journey, while you're out there walking, running, swimming, you can now game plan. You can start to think about what would this plan look like. What would it look like for you? But small is key. Small is key. If you absolutely crush yourself. Like you might be, I hope you're chomping at the bit right now to get out there and to get some of those endorphins. I'm excited and know that worst case scenario, you're going to injure yourself and then we're back further than we want to be. Uh, Best case scenario, you crush yourself and you feel so crappy tomorrow that you won't actually hit it again. And that's what we don't want. Your goal right now should be something small, something that you can maintain and something you can wake up tomorrow and do again. So again, if you haven't run a long time, don't go out and run six miles. Maybe do one. Then tomorrow, see how you feel. Then do another one. And then do another one. And then keep building it up. Again, don't crush it so hard that you hurt yourself. Small walk, small jog, uh, any variation of this that you're capable of doing. Let's make it happen. And while you're on the path, create the game plan. What would this look like daily? What would it look like for you to do this every single day? For now, action is key. Go out and conquer today. One million veterans. Empowering one million veterans is my mission. My name is Thad David, and if you like this mission or this podcast, there's a few things you could do to help me out. And number one is just leave a five-star review and let the world know that you enjoyed this show. Number two, follow or subscribe the show wherever you're watching. And number three, share it with as many people as you think would find value in it. Now, if you have direct feedback for me, or if there's anything that I can do to personally help you out, please reach out to me directly at victoriousveteranproject at gmail.com. I truly look forward to hearing from you. Conquer today.